Hey, this is Jazz, Clayton, and Nia, and you're listening to the, the Conscious, Conscious Token Podcast. Podcast. This is only a test. <laughs> What up, what up, what up, y'all? Welcome to the Conscious Tokens Podcast. Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all, what's up? That's only just hilarious. Hey, y'all, what's up? All y'all sound the same, huh? All y'all from Baltimore sound the same, huh? Is that what it is? No. No? Mm-mm. Is that it? Mm-mm. I'm from the county. <laughs> ah, no. No, it's a distinction. <laughs> now you want to be from the county versus the city. I, I get it. No, I've been from the county. I just grew up in the city. Wait. Okay. That sounds backwards. Never Wait. mind. Wait. Wait, no, no, we're gonna go so, deeper with that. Here we go. Mm-hmm. So I lived in Woodlawn. So, but I was always with my cousins down on Brighton Street. Um, and that would be my mom in Park Heights. While I was in Park Heights, I have no idea. Don't question. Um, but yeah, but I laid my head in the county. So yeah. So you were chilling down Park Heights? Yeah, in the car. I don't know why. I was always in the car, chilling. Would never go to auntie house. Um, and then yeah, and then that was that. And then um, towards in college, I actually would stay at my cousin's house over east off of Hilling Road. <laughs> I know, mm-hmm. crazy. I talk mm-hmm. so much shit about East Side, but yeah, I used to always go hit up, like stay at her, stay at her house. Yeah, it was like I lived there, but I ain't never pay rent. <laughs> Damn, that sound like some. Uh, yep. That sound like some new new action. You know, those of you that that watch ATL. <laughs> You was you was getting uh what was what was Ti's character name? You knew that you get you getting dropped off at the bus stop. You ain't want to get, get dropped off to the crib. Oh shit! Oh my goodness! I can't! I can't! I'm definitely new new. That's all right. New new was all up. I I I had a big ass house though. I didn't have a big ass house so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Okay, Sorry. okay. Shout, shout, out, shout out to shout out to new Shout out to Lauren London. All right, y'all. It's time to pull up. Pull up. Yeah. Pull up. How was the week? I'll go. Week was crazy. Off on Tuesday. I don't even know why we were off. But um off on Tuesday and um worked on Monday. It was pretty slow. But yeah, like I told y'all last episode, down two people. So you know how that goes. Um yeah, very stressful. Um so yeah, just trying to get ready for a bridal shower. So doing some finishing touches for that. Um so yeah, I've been running around like crazy. How about y'all? Mm. Okay. I had um we had a weekend, so I had a weekend. Um, it was uh, very interesting. I went back to the Blacksonian. Um, so this is my second week in a row. I think I'm done for a little bit because this time we started in the, in the history section. And if you've been there, you know that the history section is the hardest to get through, to walk through, mm-hmm. to do all the things. So my brain is a little bit like, okay, um, we're done. Uh, we're not going to deal with this right now, especially after the Supreme Court showed its entire ass. So, yeah, we had the, the break, I guess, for some reason. And then back at work, I will say that I had a 3.30, was it 3.30? Yes, a 3.30 meeting on Monday before the day off. And I kept waiting for it to be canceled and it never was. So mm. that was fine. Wow. That's, that sounds ghetto. <laughs> It, it was because it felt like, why are we having this meeting exactly? And half of the team wasn't there because mm. everyone took Monday off. So why did we need this meeting? I don't know, but we had it. So I was there. Mm. Yeah. Some people got off on Monday and Tuesday. 
Yeah, yeah, I was gonna Facts. say, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, my uh, my employer, yeah, we had off Monday as the company holiday, and then Tuesday the federal holiday. So uh, yeah, I was good. It was a long, long four day weekend for me, chilling. Must be nice. I was say, must be nice. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was. It was. You know, went, went to went to Philly again this weekend, but uh, this time has had a, uh, you know, had a. It was a what 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 do you call it? Um, the a cookout, you know, the cookout holiday. I guess you can call it that, you know. In the, I don't know how else you want to frame it, but you know, we're gonna cook out regardless. You know, got a little get together, yeah, right? You know, you know? but uh, no, it, might as well mingle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly, exactly. So no, it was a good time though because this was probably the first time, maybe the second time that my daughter was able to experience a cookout, and you know, y'all that. Those of you that know me out there, y'all know that's that's what I do is is cookouts. You know, these past few years, you know, it's been crazy. So I really haven't been able to get back in my element. But being able to bring her to Philly and, you know, be amongst uh, other kids that look like her and have fun with them and you know all the aunties and uncles and all the other stuff it was it was beautiful and and the crazy not crazy part but the thing that i love most about the weekend was you know my daughter saying daddy i love cookouts when are we gonna do another cookout or or go to another one so her you know going to the school in the county where she's you know one of the few black you know students that that goes to that school to being in her environment where it's nothing but, you know, kids that look like her, um, was cool. You know, it was it was definitely beautiful. So, um, you know, I think that's one of the pros and cons with like everyone wants to go to the county and, you know, live like the, the American dream, whatever that is. But at the same time, you're still marginalized. So you're out there, but you're not really out there. You still feel alone, you know. So mm-hmm. um so that was cool, her being able to experience that. So uh I was like, Man, I gotta get back to the hood. I was like, I get back to the hood. <laughs> Like, is that a thing you want to get back to the hood? I don't know. That's that's how I felt, though. Well, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but the hood around me was, it was lit on the first. Did y'all see any lines? Oh, what was no? the first? What was, what was the first? Oh, on the first, you know, Marilyn said that weed is legal for 21 and over. So, you know, oh, I think yeah. the lines were long where I live. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a dispensary, like, right up the street from me. And, um... Yeah, that they had a Kona ice truck. Once again, y'all snowballs, y'all Baltimore and y'all snowballs and stuff like that. But they had a Kona ice truck outside. They had a, a food truck outside, so you can go into the dispensary. You know, get your goods, go out and get your platter and get your snowball and just keep it moving. So, uh, yeah, I, what I do wonder though, and hopefully, you know, uh, we'll have a special guest in the near future that could talk to this a little bit more. But I wonder how, like, do you still need a um? like a, a medical card to get prescription grade cannabis or is it like what's the I don't know well so I was doing some research and I went onto a website and so essentially it asks you whether you're getting medical or whether you're getting 21 and older adult usage so there does seem to be some distinction and I don't know why yeah. exactly and hopefully we can definitely have someone on that's an expert to tell the difference but there was a distinction but they also offered to deliver so i was very surprised by that yes girl they offered to deliver so what i, <laughs> I had to finish your... my i had to finish my drink <laughs> on that one yes you can get edibles and vape they had vape cartridges and they had buds and your rolling papers whatever you need wow you can, there's an option for it to be delivered Marilyn just did a whole 360 in a couple mm. of okay. days. 
Wow. Like what? Hey. Well, you know. So <laughs> we gonna, you want you wanna clap it up? <laughs> we wanna clap it up for the but I'm you know what? Yeah, I don't know. Give my mom some sound effects. (laughs) I don't know. Honestly, what what I really want to see is what they do with all of the um, black, predominantly black people that are incarcerated right now because of uh, cannabis Mm -hmm. and all of the people that are making millions and billions of dollars in this industry that's about to boom and you know what that means for those individuals that uh, are incarcerated right now for us. I do want to see see what that looks like. Yeah, definitely. So we are drinking today. Mm-hmm. That's probably why there's so many giggles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For all the listeners oh, out there, mine is gone. Tania's gone. Oh, it's gone. Hey, it's we, gone. We, we're still in the first segment. We ain't even. You already. You already gone. I know. Oh man. It, it's it's gone. Cause I was laughing at Clarence, and then I just started. I kept Wait, drinking. who's who's Clarence? Who's Clarence? Now you act like you don't know who Clarence is. <laughs> the listeners don't know who's Clarence. Okay. I feel like you'd have to explain Clarence. <laughs> Clarence is the problem child, okay? <laughs> For real, he is. <laughs> but Clarence is the net in Clayton's house <laughs> that is now on his second episode with the conscious tokens, okay? Second episode, episode y'all. Episode number two with this appearance. I promise. Look, we listen. Have to pay him soon. I, I, I promise y'all. I gotta. I gotta clean house. Okay. I will promise y'all. That. <laughs> he does. He does. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta does, clean house. Yeah. But for some reason, I don't know. Maybe because it's hot and it's cool in here that these that you know Clarence then made an appearance. I think he just hopped on the microphone real quick. I don't know. He's trying to say a few words for the conscious tokens. But um, yeah, yeah, and you know, those of you who are listening before we really started, I had to hold my composure because you know we couldn't we couldn't move forward with the episode because i was in tears and my chest was hurting <laughs> but uh tania got on me because um i look it looks i can't even say now it looked like i was doing you know praise uh dancing you know i was out here clapping trying to get clarence you know so uh yeah here we are clarence is somewhere safe i promise you i didn't i didn't get clarence yet not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. I will. Well, I'm sure. Clarence. I'm sure. I'm sure he will. He will pop up on today's episode at some point. Um. So if you hear a clap, everything is okay. <laughs> it is just Clayton trying to get Clarence. That's all that is. Okay. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Clarence That's trying to make an appearance. <laughs> Clarence was actually flying around Clayton's drink. That's why he got like he started praising and clapping because. We have our drinks, and the drink of the day actually is Jilly from Philly, straight hey. no chaser. Hey. Ooh. Shout hey. out to Jilly from Philly. And we're going to talk Philly. about that a little bit later. Shout yes. out to Jilly from Philly. Okay. So we have some listener feedback. We asked y'all about cruising to see who's going on a cruise with Clayton. Um, It looks like nobody, okay? We had 100% say not yet, not right now. So, Clayton, um, I hope you have fun on that cruise of one. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of room. Plenty of room. That means I can just do all of the activities <laughs> and just drink, like, all of the drinks that I want with no type of traffic in my way, people, crowds. I'm happy with that. You, you, it's not all-inclusive. <laughs> oh, it's not? Uh, I thought cruises were all-inclusive. They have all-inclusive cruises. They don't. Oh, they no, do? never mind. 
they do. They, they do. Yeah. Oh, okay. They do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about to say. But yeah, no, you, you normally you are... have to pay for your alcohol. Oh, no? yeah, that's why people bring it on on the boat. Yeah. With them, right? Oh, that's yeah, why. Yeah, you you can thing. pay the you can pay okay. yeah you can pay for like a soda card and the soda card is like soda? maybe like a one. I know. It's like <laughs> who drink? Who drink? Who, yeah, who, who drinking soda out here? I mean, them kids, they be, you know, I mean, I don't know. But I mean, I only, I've only been on one cruise and that was years ago. Um, And it was like an extra $50 for like the entire, from the seven days um, to get your, your drink, um, your drink card. I was like, I don't need that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't drink soda. Um, But yeah, I mean, I was, I wasn't, I don't think I was 21 yet. No, I wasn't. So I couldn't drink anyway, but yeah, resort oh, me, please. Okay. <laughs> resort me. I want... Everything for it. Especially right now because the orcas are mad, the sharks are mad. So Clayton. <laughs> she keep talking again, about the orcas. Because <laughs> Clayton yeah, wants to be on this boat by himself. <laughs> she say Listen, every time right. <laughs> the orcas. <laughs> look, when they organizing and shit, look, I'm not trying to be around that. <laughs> I'm letting them live. I'm sorry. I'm gonna so, have, ahead, I'm have free free Willie gonna come through and help me out. Like yo, listen, call his peeps off. Like, like yo, chill. He good. Y'all drawing. Y'all drawing out here. <laughs> y'all drawing out here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Okay. So, moving on <laughs> to per my last email. So, a lot of these companies out here, we've been in this, you know, Panini for three years, over three years now in this pandemic, and. These companies want us to go back to the office. Wow. We've been perfectly fine getting our work done. And at least to my knowledge, a lot of these companies want people to go back to the office because of the economy around the office, you know, shopping, restaurants. Listen, I don't know how much money I have spent on Uber Eats and DoorDash and all of this other stuff takeout over these past three years. I'm sure the economy around my area is completely fine. So so I don't know how y'all feel about that returning to the office. But, you know, it's the, the past couple of weeks I've been going back in. You know, I had some new people start. So I'm trying to get them, you know, situated. That commutes for the birds. Like, I, I'm good. I'm good on that. So how y'all feel about that? It's giving I'm not doing it. So <laughs> honestly, companies that think that they're about to have me in somebody's office, you're going to have to prove to me why I need to be there. Because for the past three years, I haven't. I've been good. I've gotten more work done than what I was mm-hmm. getting when I had to commute across the world and back again. So prove to me what exactly the benefit is for me to be in your office. Beyond mm-hmm. the fact that y'all are mad because if you have a DC office, Mayor Bowser is like, bring your ass back in. But it's just not happening for me. So as I think about my current situation and my future situation, if it does not say remote, I can't do it. I can't. Yeah, so I actually... So, okay. No, I I basically said there's no point in me driving into the office, right? Because I'm in Baltimore and the office is in DC. So this, what do you want me to do? Because... By the time that I get there, park, and walk up them steps, it's going to be time for me to go home. So, <laughs> it's no point to be driving to work, okay? That's that's number one. That's number one. Number two, I think in the future, if I get a more stable job, like something that's more, you know, financially stable, secure. Well, I mean, when I say financially stable, I'm more so mean like, I know they're not doing layoffs, Right. Um, yeah, then I'll consider it. I'll consider it. But so you're considering going back into an office? I'm considering a job. All options. All options <laughs> on the table right now. security. 
<laughs> no, but job security. Like I will do whatever for job security. If that means that I have to drive into the office, then I mean, hey. But mm. I mean, I would love to be remote. Absolutely. I mean, give me job security with remote because I just, it's not working for me because Mm. you want me to be around breathing people's air and stuff. And the thing is, is that I don't trust people. Okay. Because have you heard these people on the remote calls when they sound like they're damn near dying and they still (laughs) on the call? No. We have lost all etiquette that we had around the panini. So Mm. for me, you want me to be back in the office with them? And you know their nasty kids got something, and then they got they gave it to the parents, and then the parents, sorry, Clayton, you know. I, I, I know I was it. gonna say you put me on the spot, but it's all right. Harper, Harper been good. Hold on, Harper been good for a minute. That's all I'm saying. But my bad, you know how it is, right? Your kid Facts. gets something from the daycare. Facts. I don't want to bring it in. I don't want to bring it into the office. I'm not trying to go into the office. Mm-hmm. I let people know. You so don't want don't this want smoke. This... You don't want this daycare okay. smoke. I, look, my immune system is not prepared for that. I want kids. And I will be prepared when I get them. But for right now, my immune system is living on adultness. And adultness ain't, I can't take kids' cooties. Like, I can't do it. So, therefore, I need to be at home in my space, getting my work done, and give me job security while we're doing that. I don't need to go back into your office for that. Yeah, and the offices, they be dirty, too. They don't even clean them like that. So, it's like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) offices be dirty. When I tell y'all, it's like, they're like, oh, yeah, come into the office one week. I'm like, how How do you expect all of us to fit in this little-ass space? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the other thing. A lot of mm-hmm. places downsize during a panini. Mm-hmm. So, again, you want 5,000-some people to come into two two floors of offices? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That shit. Yeah, I ain't doing yeah. it. I'm not, I'm not sitting on top of John while he doing something. I'm, no, mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm not standing above him working. I'm not doing that. Yeah, and I see a lot, of, a lot of companies are, are doing this hot seating situation where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not mm-hmm. like a reservation, but it's like on these days you have like a designated area where you, your team can go. And it, yeah, it's it just like, why? Like I, I get the team bonding experience. I get all of that. And some of those conversations, you know, those impromptu conversations that are meaningful, not the ones like, hey, you know, how was your, how's little Johnny doing all this stuff? No, I'm cool. I don't, I don't care about little Johnny right now. You know, I'm in here for a reason. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, it's like the, the hot seating doesn't necessarily make sense in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I can get the same work done. And, you know, you're spending what, maybe 10 hours a week in a commute, you know, round trip, like for what? So yeah i'm over that we're over it either hybrid remote but let me tell you sh- i will drive for job security i'm telling you so if you listen i will drive for job security okay i won't i want to make that clear so we've got we've got two opposing sides okay i won't and tania will i think that should be the poll for the week we're gonna ask y'all mm, yes. what are y'all doing what are y'all, How are y'all feeling yeah i mean because think about it Job security, student loans paid. Come on now, come mm. on now. But do you want to pay you know? the student? I gave myself the about the student loans. No, they gonna pay the student loans. <laughs> what? They gonna Which pay the student you loans. You got this also paying student loans. Now for that one, I might drive. See? <laughs> <laughs> now hold on. If if they pay student loans and then I'm not having to pay them, I might no, drive. I don't for even that. know. I just said that. I don't even know if that's even uh, a thing. To see? be honest with you. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, for what? She's out here making up shit. I'm making up shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think this part is mine. Yes. 
Our word of the day is SICE. All of my PG County DMV people should know what this is, but the word of the day is SICE, C-I-S-E. Urban Dictionary says that it is to hype and or overvalue. They have some BS examples. I'm just going to break it down clearly for y'all. Sice. So an example would be, Tania, you are Sice and Clarence being in Clayton's house. Yes, I am. <laughs> she is hyping the shit out of that, okay? <sighs> now, Sice can be used, you can Sice, you can have a situation where you are Sice in a situation, you are making it way more than it needs to be, and that's just all it is. It's a pretty simple word. I didn't know until today when Clayton said that he found out that it was used and it's a different term than and they use in philly but i thought this was a universal word i guess not so i came today to clear it up for y'all sicing sicing she's sicing it like you sicing no. it up sicing it it's not that serious mm. we got it I think I, I think we were saying I feel you like geeking. I feel like it's easy. Geeking, you okay. Geeking. You, you geeking. It is. It's real easy. You yeah. geeking, so dummy. I feel like. <laughs> is that it? Can I say it like that? <laughs> no. Okay. Like you slice dummy. Like is that? You sound like oh okay. Never mind. I can't do so it. So now now you done put two yeah, different. Yeah, you doing it too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can't do Mm-mm. both of them. You got you got you got <laughs> pick one or the other. Okay. Right. Figure so it out. I'm trying. It, I'm trying. Or I'm you trying. Can say, you can say you slicing it young. Cause we say young, yeah, versus dummy. So you can say you slicing it young, or like something like young. that. But you can't say you slicing it dummy, cause then you're mixing DMV with Baltimore, and you yeah, know we don't, we do, don't that. do that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Damn, for real, Clayton, Clayton, okay. it's time for you to go back okay. home. <laughs> <laughs> you drawing? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. But I-, I like it. <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> pew pew pew. So clearly we gotcha. have to do drawing as the next word of the day because we've used it quite a few times and I don't think everybody knows what that means. Until next time. Until next <laughs> Until episode. Next <laughs> so we didn't mention student loans a couple of times, but you know, unfortunately student loans are coming back into the mix in October. I think Biden, he tried, the Supreme Court said no. So now we're sitting in a situation where in September is the official month in which all of the freezes stops. And they said about 30 days from there is when everyone's going to have to start paying student loans again. Mm-hmm. Biden is trying. He's trying under the Higher Education Act to work around this, to basically tell the Supreme Court that they're overstepping by telling him that he can't do it. We'll see how it goes, but it's Come looking on, like in October, we all need to get our business together. Come on, Biden. Mm. You got this. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I'm Biden, just, Biden, I'm just Biden, say Biden trying to get reelected. He's trying to get reelected. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. If he don't get these loans taken care of, I feel like it's going to be a hard press, boo. Look, all that money on these concerts and these Juneteenth celebrations, he's trying to get our vote. He needs to be <laughs> allocating the funds to our student loans, okay? We could have did virtual, okay? I need to Didn't know how much that budget the, was. Okay. And then PPP loans that they <sighs> lost. Mm-hmm. We talked about that last week. Yep, mm-hmm. that they can't find. I'm just saying. So they could go ahead and easily transfer over the money that they lost from that and put that into our student loan bank. Yeah. Right. Y'all here wasting money. What you doing? I got a bill over here. Hello. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> and my bill is not even that bad, okay? I just want my what was it? What were they giving? What? 20k per person? 20k. 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 Yeah. Up to 20k. Up to 20. Up to 20k. Um mm-hmm. depending on what type of loan you got. Mm-hmm. Give me my mm-hmm. 20k. We all be good. I'm not saying I'm the rest of it, but <laughs> 20 yeah, 20k putting a a minor dent in, in, in what I got. That's that's not that's not even interest. Twenty K it's not even my interest. 
next. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So 20K is nice, though, because then that might make y'all think that I actually care about paying these loans back. Because in all honesty, I forgave myself for them a long time ago. (laughs) Y'all shouldn't be trying to come after me for some shit I did as an adolescent when my frontal lobe was not completely Here she go with the frontal lobe. (laughs) I'm just saying, okay? It wasn't there. It wasn't fully formed. So don't be trying to ask me for shit that I did when I was an adolescent. I'm just weak. <laughs> Look, I'm just being scientifically honest on this, okay? No, that's facts. <laughs> so, okay, so come October, we gonna have a game plan in place? Well, no, y'all are both in school, so it don't even matter. But for people not in school, Biden yep, I'm said that that's okay. it's gonna be a 12-month payback on-ramp, basically. So <laughs> if you don't pay... You will inc- you will accrue interest, but you won't have to pay, and it or if you don't pay, it won't impact your credit. So you know how now, if you don't pay your student loans, your credit score drops mm-hmm. for twelve mm-hmm. months. You won't have a little bit of a ease into it, where it won't be reported to the credit bureaus that you're behind on your student loans. So That's okay. they're considering this a nice little on ramp for a year while they figure their shit out. That's okay. During this episode, guys, I will be applying to uh, Morgan State University. Come over to Morgan State. (laughs) Got you. Come over to Morgan. Got you. I mean, might be able to go back to (laughs) Welcome me with open arms. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, let me see what Morgan got, because at this point, um, yeah, let me go ahead and fill out this. I guarantee you, by the end of this episode, I will submit an application to some university. Don't know which one. Depending on which one it is, you might be accepted. Same hey, time. See? There you go. University of Phoenix. Matter of fact, I'm going to go tomorrow on a spot. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> UMGC. UMGC, you could get in. Easily. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> Trust me. I know that. <laughs> Cause I was at UB for my um, MBA and then I don't know, like the, just the commute and having to go in person. I was like, look, y'all doing too much. I'm driving from work, walking in the hood, parking in this garage, like late classes. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this. This is for the birds. Like, I love it. I love that I'm getting this education, but mm-mm, see y'all another time. And I went right to UMGC. Well, okay. it was UMUC at the time. UMUC. Yeah, now it's UMGC. Yeah. 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 Sorry but at that for Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say for y'all that aren't in the area, that's University of Maryland Global Campus. Yes. It used to be University of Maryland University Campus, but now it's Global Campus, UMGC. Mm. And the crazy thing about that now, like nowadays, they're not requiring a GMAT for your MBA. Like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Nah. What is up with that? Bro, you, I, I, didn't, like, I, didn't, I didn't need a GMAT for mine. Really? I did. Yeah. I had to have a GMAT. And I had, I had good grades, like mm. 3.475. Oh! Okay, she remembered that. Period. Oh, I remember my my point four seven five. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Like I had good grades, and they were like, "Oh no!" And I worked. I worked like during college, Uh so I was like, "Yeah, I have um, professional experiences." Like, no, you can't do it. We can't waive it. So I had to take the GMAT. It was like what. $300 $300 uh, something? Mm-hmm. I, don't have, I don't have, I haven't taken any type of graduate assessments at all for my current program, for my MBA. None of that. So I don't know. I don't know if that's you. a good or bad thing. Blessed. I don't know. Lucky. I had I to take know. the GRE for my MPH. Mm-hmm. See? So I was going to have to retake it for admissions into Hopkins, but I waited to the opportune time when they said that they were no longer requiring it. Yeah, I and think COVID. Like you must have, you must have had a plug. Yeah. not to have it. Yeah, you no. Had a plug, no. COVID changed a lot of. Oh, for real. Okay. COVID changed a lot of the rules. The COVID plug. <laughs> the COVID plug. Oh man! Shout out to the Rona. Shout out to that nineteen. And- <laughs> nineteen. 
Air. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that and the racial awakening or reckoning, with however you want to consider it, mm-hmm. that had a lot of people realizing that standardized testing is racist. So why mm-hmm. should you sit here and make people have to pay for a standardized test? After that, I took mine. Okay? Yeah. Because this would have been my second time taking it. Yeah. Just to apply to a doctoral program. So, yeah. Needless to say, I was very happy with that decision. I think that was why... I think that was why I didn't apply. Because there was... There was, um... Uh... Dr. Chris, he wanted me to apply to Morgan when Morgan was like giving out scholarships. And I was like, I'm not taking no GMAT. And I think Mm. at the time of how my, um, I guess the last time I took, when I took the GMAT last, like it, it it will expire. And I was like, I'm Mm -hmm. just not rushing to do it. It's I I, I didn't care to get a degree, but I mean, well, another degree, but, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, see if that officer on the table. (laughs) Yo, I gotta, I gotta fill out my, uh. I keep getting these emails like, hey, you need to complete this acceptance of the scholarship that I got. I, I'm behind on it. Okay, I got to do that. I know. Right. No, hey. You better, you better money on talking it. about yeah. what? Yeah, you I know. Otherwise, that. yeah, I'm going to get on it. Well, All speaking right, Clayton, of, speaking I think you of, talk about our yes, next thing. Yeah, speaking of money, you know, so apparently uh, Elon Musk is looking to billionaire Elon Musk, um, what founder of Tesla and a bunch of other All right, now, you different, uh, you know. <laughs> you I mean, hey, listen, I'm slicing. I'm, I'm, hey, ah, you got it, you got it. But Elon Musk is apparently looking to limit Twitter views. So if you're not a uh, verified account, you're trying to temporarily restrict reading 600 posts per day while those verified uh, accounts so if you have the blue check next to your your twitter handle you can read up if to you paid if you paid exactly there you go. if you paid what is it 30 dollars a month or something like that a subscription to get uh the blue yeah, check you can you can scroll to see up to six thousand posts or tweets per day now you got billionaire nba legend lebron james out here saying like i'm good i'm not paying for the blue check yeah, thirty dollars to him is like you know what? What is that to him? And twenty five cent. Apparently, it's more like it's a, a penny. Penny. It's a, yeah, it's, a it's like a, a yeah, a fraction of a penny to him. Who knows? Right. But apparently, there's another app that's out there called Spill, and Black mm-hmm. Twitter is flocking, literally flocking over to the Spill app. And the Spill app is a fairly new app, but it was founded by three ex-Twitter employees, if I'm not mistaken. So they're not going to limit, you know, how many posts you can see and, you know, all of that stuff. So, um, you know, it might be something to something to look at, you know, Black Twitter. Let's let's all go flock over there and see what they're talking about. But it's in beta right now, too. So it's, it's kind of similar to how the app Clubhouse started off, where you only needed, like, you needed an invite code to join. So it's in that phase right now. Who knows when they'll open it up? Hopefully, it has the same uh, traction or, or or momentum um, to you know be something that's valuable. So we'll see. But um, yeah, Elon you know, Musk, what, what are you doing today? Um, Instagram released their Twitter kind of competitor called Threads. I don't know if y'all saw that, but I think there's going to be a lot of uh, apps coming for Twitter because. Elon Musk is driving it into the ground. So it would be sad to see the end of it, but um. I'm here for all the tea because I'm just going to get my popcorn and watch as billionaires cannibalize each other and try to figure out who's going to, who has the bigger platform at the end of the day. So 
Huh. Yeah, y'all. If I get that code, let me know so I can go ahead and, and head on over. Yeah, I was trying to, to find some codes. All of the codes I found, yeah, spill. spill. Yeah, go ahead and download the spill app. Mm. But I tried to download it. I mean, uh, join using a few invite codes I found online. They were all expired. So, so good luck if y'all got the codes. If y'all got a plug out there, let us know. Yeah, send it to us so we can. Yeah, yes. but to say, send it to us so we can. You know. Tell y'all what's going on. Okay, spill social media. Is that what it is? Spill app. What's yeah, the spill tea? app. While I'm over okay, here, I'm still trying to apply to Morgan. <laughs> this is a multifaceted episode. We downloading apps. We applying to school. We Look doing all of it. The tokens. To- oh, here working. That is finest. <laughs> working two jobs while we doing this. Period. Period, y'all. So, so another over thing. the weekend, yeah, we go also ahead, go had... Ahead, yeah. Oh, go ahead. So I was going to say, we also had the Essence Music Fest. And why we were naming our drink Jilly from Philly was because Jill Scott gave us the fire new national anthem that actually gives some some realness, some mm-hmm. straight, no chaser realness on what's going on in this country. So if y'all haven't watched or seen, there are clips coming around on TikTok, Instagram. Um, actually, you could just Google Jill Scott National Anthem now, and it's everywhere. YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, it's everywhere. But she basically sat us all down and said, America, and I mean America with the triple K at this point, ain't been shit since it started, ain't gonna be shit. And we built all of this. So blood on the streets. And everything that's going on, we built this. It's the land of the slaves. It's not the land of the free. Um, mm. So just go watch it. Let us know what you think about it. Send us a voice note. But um, Jill Scott has always told the truth. So we had to dedicate our drink today to her because she gave it to us. Jilly, yeah, Jilly, from, Jilly Philly. from Philly. Jilly from Philly. Shout out, shout out to Jill. Philly showing out. I see y'all. Hey, you know, so that's what we do. Eve performed too. At um Essence Festival. Mm-hmm. Is she making a comeback? Is she like I don't know, but she yeah, I don't know. the clip I the clip that I watched, I was like, that's my girl. Drop your glasses, shake your ah, that's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Eve, okay? Rough ride. Me too. Man, what? you couldn't tell me nothing. Oh man. And every time so... I see the little Paul Prince, I'm like, look at you little Eve wanna be. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, no. Man, I love me some Eve. I knew all of the words to Love is Blind. I would be rapping that like somebody really hurt me. Yes. Like, I'll, come on. You what? in middle school, Eve? high school rapping that like, oh man. I was in middle school rapping that like somebody had really hurt my heart. Okay. <laughs> I knew all of the words, everything to it. My mom would be like, why do you know all the words to this song? I don't know, but I do. Okay. Eve I is on know. every one of my playlists. Like, I have. <laughs> I have Eve on everyone except for like my chill playlist, but she's on like about every every playlist that I have. No, that's love. I love her. Yeah, that's love. No, but for, but for real, to back go back on those paw prints. I don't know how many paw prints I done seen in Philly <laughs> because of Eve. <laughs> but what walking down this, walking down the deuce walking down, down the deuce, deuce walking down the deuce <laughs> trying to grab a joint on the deuce and you see some paw prints. <laughs> Oh I man, John with the paw prints. Mm. Oh man, with the with the with the low cut with the platinum hair. Oh man, all of that. The platinum hair, yes. She, had, I think she had platinum long, like platinum like long straight hair on her performance. Oh nice, yeah. I gotta, okay. I gotta check that out. Beautiful. I gotta check that out. Yeah. I gotta check that out too. Yeah. So speaking the other, yeah. Speaking of speaking of performances, so there's something else happened over the weekend. 
Shout out to Cash Money's own Juvenile. He was on the Tiny Desk concert series, performing with Manny Fresh. And man, that brought back so many memories. What y'all, what y'all think of that? Love. Um, I was just here for Project Chick. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand how they were allowed to play Project Chick in the NPR studios. But um, yeah, I'm here for it. And back that ass up. The uncut version. Yeah. I did see a tweet. Um, I'm not sure, you know, we got a fact check. But um, I did see that. <laughs> He didn't know what the tiny desk was. And he said, like, if I, if this post gets 10,000 likes or comments, one or the other, he was like, he'll just, he'll do it. Um, and yeah, he just made it happen. And I'm like, now they want you back again? Like, this is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. because everybody was like, nah, that's not really going to happen. And then he said, all right, like, if y'all really want it, because... It was after, whose performance was it? I don't remember, but it was somebody's performance and everyone was like, oh, we need Juvenile on here now, for real, for real. So he said, all right, well, let me see if y'all really trying to have this happen. And then he made it happen within months. Like, yeah. Wow. That is, yeah, that's love. That's love. I need to watch the entire, like, the entire, like, um episode whatever it is it's on youtube right i think mm-hmm. yeah it's mm-hmm. right on it's yeah. right on npr's yeah, um it. npr's youtube channel but yeah definitely check that out and the the other thing too they brought out uh new orleans legend uh trombone shorty and was performing with uh with juvie and manny fresh so if, you, if, you, if you're not familiar with trombone shorty uh definitely check, check him out okay okay so Tania, let us know when you watch it next week yes i have think? a lot of stuff to watch clearly <laughs> Yeah, behind the scenes, we've been coming for Tania's black card. All the time. Trying to. I think think we're going to do a watch party with her because she let us know that she hasn't seen a lot of black movies. And, you know, we love her, so we're not trying to take our black card. So I think we're just going to have a movie night. And maybe we'll do a live watch party so that y'all can, like, enjoy it with us. Um... But we're going to help her out. Y'all, they giving me grace. And I appreciate it. That's what <laughs> friendship is about. Giving your friend grace. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. I got, I got, we have to. I got, I got some good friends, y'all. <laughs> yeah, just like I'm out over here giving Clarence some grace right now. Clarence probably didn't have a sip of your drink. And he probably chilling right now. He probably is. I haven't seen him. Probably, I haven't seen him. I've, I've, been, I've been looking. I've been looking gone. for this. I've been looking for this net, y'all. <laughs> He, he didn't he didn't have a sip of your drink and he went night night out right <laughs> don't worry he'll come back no he good he, he um, good where he at i think it's time for the earth is ghetto yeah earth is ghetto yeah yeah it's very very ghetto yeah who's taking this one because yeah, no, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I feel like we could piece it, but basically, this past week or weekend, uh, July Fourth weekend, it's been several mass shootings across the country. So we had one in Fort Worth, Texas, one in Baltimore, excuse me, one in Baltimore, and one in Philly. So according to the gun, what is it called? The gun archive but the gun archive a mass shooting is any shooting where at least four or or more at least four people are um injured uh, not including the shooter so gun violence archive that's the definition of a mass shooting so in let me pull it up so in fort worth uh dallas there were oh man i wish i had this up right now but in baltimore so over 30 people were shot 
in Baltimore at a block party right after midnight on July 3rd, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, three people now have died. Uh, from that shooting. Um, in Philly, there were eight people in total that were um, unfortunately uh, injured or shot, and um, five of them now have died. And it's just, it's just crazy. It's just ridiculous mm-hmm. out here. In Fort Worth? In Fort Worth, Jess. there were um, three dead and eight others wounded. And this one happened on 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah, so speaking it's... of like the Baltimore one, I, I, it's it's crazy because for those of you who don't know, um, there is a curfew for like Baltimore. If you're not like if you're not over eighteen, like anyone under eighteen, you have to be in the house by a certain time. So to see the report and see that you know even with the curfew in place, I mean, it kind of goes to show like it doesn't matter what you implement, like a curfew or not, like these things can still happen. Um, unfortunately, of course. And it's just, for me, it's kind of like, all right, what's the next step? How are we going to, like, I, I feel like any black party, there needs to be some type of presence of police, especially in Baltimore. Like, it, you know, community events, you know, we're there to have a good time. Um, there, there are multiple videos um, on the internet um, showing the young kids with guns in their backpack, pulling it out, flashing the guns. Um, and it's just very heartbreaking. Um, and then just seeing, you know, people in the midst of it, like, oh my God, they fall. Like, you know, just saying stuff and recording while it's happening. And, and it's just, honestly, it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking to see that, you know, one, to see a mother cry, to see her daughter. Um, and then two, to actually feel like maybe some people took it as a joke you know, in the midst, like laughing about it in the middle. I mean, it's just, it, it's very heartbreaking. And the curfew, I don't, I didn't think it was, it was going to work because the curfew, if they catch a child under 18, the parent now gets the mm-hmm. punishment for it. They have to pay what, like a $500 fine or something. You get a warning, there's a fine. And then the parent has to do community service. I mean, it's just, you know, kids can't even have fun anymore without, you know, people shooting up. And who's to say that the child was under the age where that law is that if they're under a certain age, they can't get charged because, mm-hmm. of, you know, I, I mean, it, it's just, it's actually ridiculous. It's sad. So. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a few things to that. I mean, you know, obviously, I remember when we were growing up, like you could literally be outside. Like I don't even I remember seeing like memes and and tweets and stuff like that about like how do we feed ourselves? Like you would go out in, the, in like in the morning yeah. and wake come out come back in the crib until like the, you know the lights went off or you know the, at night. So I don't know what we did, but just growing up, drinking you know, water you, from the water hose, drinking water from the water hose, all of that stuff, you know, um, <laughs> you know, quarter hugs, all of that chips. You'd be, you'd be, you know, living off of, um, wrap snacks and stuff like that growing up or, or in Tania's case, <laughs> onion, onion pickles, you know, onion pickles and sunflower seeds, you know, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's wild. You can't do that now, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. just the, the, education i guess you can say around you know just guns in general and what they can actually do to people and families is is ridiculous and then the, the whole access you know to um to these these weapons are uh, is wild and you yeah. know, that's, I, that might be a whole other you know topic that we can discuss i mean i i feel like you should be able to personally i have i, I own two myself um just for my family and to protect myself and do what i need to do to protect my family but i understand the, the consequences like i have them but I, the last thing i want to do is use them i don't want to use them you know at right. all and it's um then, then you know the people that are getting access from a mental health standpoint they either the person in philly who you know did harm to everyone 
they already had prior arrests and, and they had mental health, you know, conditions. And we all have mental health conditions if you think about it, but they were, you know, legally diagnosed with mental health conditions. So it's like, how does this individual have access to the arsenal that they had access to? Bulletproof vest? You're not know much a bulletproof vest is. Like, how do you get this stuff? So it's, something needs to change. And the sad part is that the people that we think should be, or that we would hope are protecting us and making it harder for things like this to happen are actually making it easier. The Supreme Court is listening or potentially going to take up a case in which domestic people who have domestic violence charges, it would be okay for them to own guns. So, I mean, I don't know what you need in order to really... (laughs) To make a, the case that that's not okay, that none of this is okay, that we should be going in the option of making it harder for people to have guns and to have weapons. But it seems like at all costs, we're going, oh no, make it easy. It's it's fine. Right. Yeah, there are some states, I mean, depending, and that's the other thing too, state by state, it's easier to, to you know, obtain weapons in one state versus another. I know here in Maryland, you need to go through an entire course 16 hours and then you know obviously pass the background check you know go through um a a range and you know use proper technique it's a it's a bunch of stuff you got to go through but over in pennsylvania you you just got to you know fill out an application and that's it on top of the the whole you know concealed carry yeah it's just wild like where's the yeah where's the parody so something needs to change but definitely uh you know our, our love to the the, the families that were impacted by these um these shootings yes. I, I couldn't imagine if if you know that was a and the other thing too the other last thing with the philly one leaving the cookout that i mentioned earlier in this episode we saw like maybe three or four cop cars driving behind us and an ambulance moved to the side and they were going to save these you know these these uh, people that were wounded you know i grew up maybe five minutes away from where the mass shooting uh, occurred in philly so it's uh it's wild i checked in on all, all of my people and you know everyone was good but just thinking and looking back at that the image of the cops we didn't know where they were going and next thing you know we see that on the news so mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad. And it's unfortunate that this continues to be something that we have to talk about and something that has to be brought to the forefront. Um, Mm. So, yeah. Well, I guess we can slide right into the topic of the week. Um, I know it's kind of like not even a good transition, honestly. Like, I feel like after all of that, it's kind of like, yeah, dang. but the topic of the week for this episode is canceling affirmative action. Mm. So let's talk about yeah. it. That's why we named the Nat Clarence. That's why we named exactly, guys. So now y'all <laughs> y'all putting it together. Y'all see, he he was clapping. He was trying to, you know, he was trying to remove him, remove the net mm, out remove the space him from his seat. Okay, that's what we need to be doing because Clarence Thomas. I don't know what type of I don't even know because it's not drugs because I feel like he has to be on something stronger than that. Oh. But I don't know what he is on that made him think that stating that we have a colorblind constitution. And that by this decision being made, we were moving one step closer to a colorblind country. Mm -hmm. What do you have to be smoking for that to be your answer? I mean, backtrack though, backtrack though. So what is, for those listeners out there, what is affirmative action? So affirmative action is the policy in which 
And and let's be clear that this decision was affirmative action and college admissions. So it's not affirmative action for everything, but it's regarding private institutions. Um, and essentially, affirmative action is the policy that has been used to promote diversity in schools. It's allowed schools to um, use essentially like a, a rubric of sorts to say that these are all the reasons in which we potentially might be interested in a person and then to use race as one of those reasons. So in areas in which they're predominantly and predominantly white institutions where, you know, 80% of the population may be white, you might have a situation in which they are looking for black students, Hispanic students, indigenous students and they give them a little bit more preference. Um, to be clear, those students still have to be qualified to get into the, into the university. It's just stating that because of the historical exclusion of these populations, we are going to give more preference to their application when we're looking at all the other applications. Yes. Got it. Got it. Appreciate it, Jazz. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Whoa. Perfect explanation. <laughs> I'm very passionate about this. So yes, um, this has been something that as someone who has always gone to predominantly white institutions, I definitely know that affirmative action has likely helped me in my applications. But to know that now the now almost every school, every school that I've gone to now has to write a statement saying that diversity is important and we're going to try and not lose the gains that we've made in the past few years. Yeah. It's like, is this really where we're going? Mm -hmm. We really want schools to basically go back to not having any Black students, Hispanic students, Indigenous students. Like, that's what we want. Because let's be very clear, this Supreme Court decision did not go after legacy admissions. It did not go after athletic admissions. It only went after admissions based on race. Mm -hmm. So Becky Sue, who basically played her way through high school, but happened to have a mom who went to Harvard or a sister who is a professor at Harvard, she can still get in. That's still okay under the Supreme Court decision. Right now, right now, I, I saw a few articles out there where they're trying to attack it. But but hear me out. But hear me out. Someone and has I, to bring the case. Someone has right. to bring the case. And who's bringing that case? Because that's where the money is. Mm -hmm. When you think about mm -hmm. legacy and when you think yeah, about athletics, all them schools and, that's yeah. where the money is. Yeah, no, that's, no, that's, that's facts. I guess what I've, the things that I've been reading into, and I read uh, Barack, you know, President Barack Obama's take on it affirmative action and uh, uh, Michelle Obama's, Mrs. Uh, Obama's take on it because, you know, she went to Harvard, if I'm not mistaken. They both went to Harvard uh, law. Mm -hmm. um, and she always, she reflected on the fact that, because obviously, you know, coming from her background, coming from South Side of Chicago, um, you know, being black, a black woman at that, that when she did get into, you know, Harvard, that a lot of people looked at her and thought, hey, you, you're only here because of affirmative action, right? But, it was also her, obviously her grades, her intellect. I mean, you know, she she deserved to have that seat at the table. Now, affirmative action helped to open that door, possibly. I don't know what the admission requirement was for her, but um, but you know, she showed that she deserved to to be there. So I think at the, and not saying that I'm siding with the ruling, but I can see why, from a race based perspective, why they might be looking to do away with it. 
and it there is there so there have been another thing too to to talk about it uh the state of california they actually over the past what 25 years or something like that they've already eliminated that so this ruling didn't necessarily impact the state of california but they did a study where they uh looked at the minority admissions you know pre like 1998 and post and it did decline because of affirmative action, but they took other elements, socioeconomic uh, elements and data points to help with diversity efforts uh, in different schools. I think they compared like UC Berkeley to like UC Davis, uh, for example. Um, so uh, I guess my only thing is, is if we're doing away with affirmative action, like what are these systems doing or like states, governors, our politicians, what are we forcing them or having them do? to support diversity efforts, you know, throughout these different institutions, because, uh, you, you know, it's, it's almost like if you come from a certain socioeconomic background, if you have a two parent household and they are in, you know, you're in the middle class or whatever the case may be, you don't have to work your way and pay your way through school or whatever. You can focus more on your academics versus someone who may come from a single parent household or in the foster system, who knows, whatever their background is, and they have different socioeconomic challenges to battle but they both have the same GPA. You know what I mean? They got they both got a 3.6. So like, how do you really truly but judge, you know, those two? But see, I think the problem is that now you're conflating socio socioeconomic status with race. And that's what mm-hmm. a lot of studies and things do because you don't want to explicitly call out a race. You say, oh, well, people that are from a disadvantaged background and, you know, making under the federal poverty line or whatever the case may be, And that's not what is the real kicker to this decision. This affirmative action decision is essentially stating that schools that have had a hard time getting Black students and Hispanic students in the door are now going to be able to go back to their situation in which they don't make it, they don't give any type of credence to someone who comes from a small, a small school, a small county or who potentially may not have the the prowess to go through all of the checks and balances that someone else does because this has been within their within their family. A first generation college student doesn't have all the opportunities that someone who this is their fifth, sixth generation Harvard or I don't want to keep going on Harvard, but I mean, you know, it, there's a very real difference and I think to say that oh, well, now we're going to look at it from diversity of socioeconomic status. Well, when you look at areas like Prince George's County, that doesn't work because Prince George's County socioeconomically is equivalent to some of these other counties in which they're predominantly white. So race matters when you have a situation in which historically people of a certain race have been excluded from colleges or have had a harder time getting into these colleges when you're looking at the same the same person. So a black person that happens to live in a, that happens to have an affluent community. Yes, you could, you could surmise that they have an easier time getting in, but because of their race, they still have had to fight to get to where they're going to be able to get the grades that they have, to be able to get the SAT scores that they have, all of that just because of generational impact. So affirmative action has been to try and rectify some of that generational impact that essentially Clarence Thomas and Justice Roberts have now said, oh, you know what? That's fine. It doesn't matter about that anymore. Yeah, I was trying to look up um, like the actual percentage of 
African Americans and um, like just the minorities of these schools to see, you know, we you can essentially go from what ten percent down to two, um, you know. So I, I, I mean, hey, I, I mind my business with this one. Mm. I, I I went to HBCU. I still can speak on it, but you know, I just that's where my like my passion comes from. It's kind of like if these schools aren't accepting me, it's kind of like like you like we all said, you're, we're going backwards, right? We're going backwards mm-hmm. in time to the point where they didn't accept us. They didn't really want us in their spaces to begin with. And I love it that we're creating spaces within their space, but it's also, this goes to show that they don't really want us in our, in their spaces. And it's like, we have to continue to fight to be, to be seen like doing our, just, just, you know, I, I what you said, Michelle, like Mich- Michelle Obama, the, the, the beautiful Michelle Obama. Um, you know, just doing, you know, doing her thing, you know, very smart, well-educated, you know, she deserved to be there regardless of what she looked like, but they don't want us there. (laughs) So it's like, Mm. you know, I feel like it is, they are literally telling us in our face, like, we don't want you. And now we have a ruling to say like, yeah, now it's a law. So I'm gonna stick to my HBCU because, you know, it was affordable (laughs) at that. So seriously oh man see now but that's the other thing too so so it's two things that i i'm very curious to to see uh with this this ruling so number one is the equal opportunity employment act if i'm not mistaken the mm-hmm. eeo like how mm-hmm. that will how this may impact from a professional standpoint employers hiring mm-hmm. you know talent diverse talent that's true Point. That's number one because it's, it's it's similar. So obviously, like you said, jazz affirmative action action is just for student admissions for colleges and universities. So now, I guess from a from a metric standpoint, can they basically look at it like two different candidates going out for the same job? One is well, you know, one is black, one is white, and from a diversity standpoint, they don't necessarily have to. And they're both equal, you know, same same background, same experience, you know, all of that stuff. They don't necessarily have to hire the black person if they don't want to. If is, is that where we're going with this? You get what I'm saying? So the decision that the Supreme Court made is only for college admissions, right? But I am willing to bet that essentially somebody is going to bring up a case around. Job discrimination, Mm -hmm. job Mm -hmm. employment. And so what would happen at that point is that, yes, a job could essentially say, well, they don't have to give preference anymore. They don't have to Mm -hmm. have metrics. They don't have to have, um, you know, the kind of quotas that affirmative action has become. So they could easily say, oh, you know, I'm looking between two candidates. I would feel more comfortable with this white candidate regardless of how many black people they potentially might need in order to meet the meet the diversity of the area or of the the league that they're in right like they might just say i would feel more comfortable with this white person um and that's that's the protection that's lost that's the that's the significance that's lost and i think going back a little bit um to what Tania was saying in terms of they don't want us. I think the scary part of this is that, yes, they may not want us, but we have made ourselves have space in areas in order to progress. Mm-hmm. And if we know how hard it is to succeed in this world right now without a college degree. So if you have less Black, Hispanic, Indigenous students who are able to obtain a college degree, you then make it harder for us to get professionals 
that look like us. Uh So I think of this from specifically a health equity stance. We're going to have less black doctors, less black pharmacists, less black dentists. We're going to have less black nurses, less black professionals in our healthcare fields because of this decision. Less black public health professionals, less black environmentalists, like the list goes on. And so this isn't just a one drop situation and everything is cool because when you think about it, college is an entry point to so many professions. Mm -hmm. Uh And so now we're going to have to wait and see what happens when all of this is wild to me that Amy Coney Barrett like agreed with the dissenting vote or with the um, majority vote when white women benefit the most from affirmative action. Mm. Like wow. there have been numerous studies on that. So white women being short-sighted in the, the sense of what they benefit from and whose side they should be on. She has now sided with that of the oppressor and has made it harder for women who look like her. Um, but again, I look at it from a stance of what's the impact on the black community and it's going to be hard felt. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. definitely one that's one point. The other point is you talked about legacy admissions, right? So to me, obviously, you know, HBCU through and through. There are instances where you could be black applying to an HBCU and same thing, you know, maybe you're going against another, you know, black uh, student, but the only difference between y'all two, one is a legacy. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate or anything, but I'm just trying to think how this may open up that, you know, Pandora's box to, yeah. you know, impacting HBCUs as well. Because I know firsthand, like I applied to certain HBCUs and I didn't get in. And, you know, uh, a fellow, you know, a friend of mine that I went to the same school with who also applied, who I knew I was grade wise, I was better than them, like just from a grade, grade perspective. Not saying I was better from like extracurriculars and all the other stuff, um, but they had they were legacy and they got in, you know, versus me. But even though I had the grades and the, the um, what do you call it, the uh, SAT scores. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Could I go back and like sue this person now or sue the school? Not the person, but sue the school because y'all select. I don't know. So I don't know what this would open up. If you want to be that person, you can because that's essentially. Edward Bloom, I think is his name, the guy that's um, behind the the organization that brought these cases to the Supreme Court. Um, supposedly, supposedly, his next attempt to go after admissions is legacy. So if you want to be the person that sues a school for not getting in because you know that somebody of a legacy status got in, you could be the next uh, person at the Supreme Court helping them make a decision. Won't be me. I'll tell you that. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good where I'm say, at. One thing about Clayton, he will definitely play both sides and hear both sides, which we definitely respect. I mean, I think for, you know, as Jazz was talking and I'm like, dang, like this is actually true because employers were now, they can now say, oh, okay, I'm doing a, um, I think Google, um, I think they did like a black students in tech or something. Like they did some type, I, I don't A lot of, me. yeah, yeah, you can but say that. But they do yeah, it at, yeah. okay, all right, cool. But they did it at like maybe like a PWI, but then got the black students from the PWI, you know? So it's kind of like they're getting their Harvard students um, and they're getting the, the diverse talent. But as a mission goes on, <laughs> they might not have that pool of um, talent to pull from. So that does kind of tie into like the job applications and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I get it. It's, 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 it's definitely uh, something that everyone needs to take serious. Even if you, you know, you're not in school right now. Um, um, I think we all need to kind of 
figure out, I don't know if we can figure out a game plan, honestly, but uh, this will definitely change the future um, of our, you know, the future generation, you know, how they, they go to school, you know, Harper, like what, how, how will this happen? You know, as she grows up and, mm-hmm. you know, gets enrolled into school. I know, for example, and, and that, not to go off topic, but I know in Baltimore County, if you want to get into a magnet program, you have to apply and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever program you want to get in, you can get denied and rejected. Um, you go to the the next county right beside us, you don't have to apply to get into that magnet. You can actually just tell them what magnet you want to get into and you and you go and you can do a trade or do whatever. And there's no applying. There's no lottery system. Um, huh. So just, you know, t- 10, 15 minutes across the road, one, you're being rejected at an early age, middle school, you know, middle elementary kids are being rejected for middle school okay and then Uh you have you know 15 minutes down the road kids are doing whatever exploring different trades and options that you know what they want to do so uh yeah this this is definitely one of those things where it's like what's next for for america what's next (laughs) seriously and they even trying to uh i saw i saw one more article where like so charles barkley um nba legend hall of famer tnt analyst he went to auburn uh, University of Auburn uh, and, you know, PWI, but he went for uh, for basketball, obviously. And he um, amended his will, if I'm not mistaken. Is it amended? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he amended his mm-hmm. will to show that, um, I guess he had like $5 million dedicated to Auburn for scholarships for all ty- all students. But now he amended it to only provide it to students of, uh, you know, Black, African-American um, backgrounds. So he put that out there and he's encouraging other people to do the same, you know, with their uh, scholarships to help support the um, diversity pipeline to these different institutions. But uh, I read somewhere where now some of these um, groups are trying to sue, you know, these scholarship uh, grants for discrimination. So it's like, well, you know, what's, what is going on? We just try to sue. That's, I don't see anything wrong America. with that. I, I don't see, not the, not the, that, the part of mm-hmm. him donating mm-hmm. um, yeah. or, you know. Like, yeah, um, this, this portion of money is dedicated yeah. to One thing, students. Look, it's his money. <laughs> so It's his money. And if we're not going to get reparations, I feel like everyone needs to sit down talking about money and who it can be allocated for. Mm-hmm. Because we all know that black people in this country are owed way more than we will ever get. So a scholarship built for black people should be the least of anyone's concern right now. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. And I've also seen like on Instagram or Twitter, like people saying, Oh, well, he can do- donate that money to an HBCU. And I'm like, eh, no, like this is where one of those things where it's like, no, that's where he went to school. That's where he, you know, he wants to, again, keep that diverse talent. I see nothing wrong with it. You know, uh-huh. if, if, if I wanted to give five million to my institution, then that's what I'm gonna do. Um, you know, I'm I particularly probably won't donate to another institution that I didn't attend. Um, you know, his experience was his experience. He had a great time. Like he wants to keep that legacy going on. So I see nothing wrong with it. Um, people just need to mind their business when it comes to uh something other that doesn't belong money. to them. Yeah, other people there you go. OPM, other, other people money. money. Yes. Mind your business. <laughs> it has nothing to do with you. If that man wanted to leave 10 million, let that be on him. Okay. All right. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Well, on that, I think we have come to the end of this episode. Man, that was deep, y'all. <laughs> yeah, this episode was very this was deep. deep. Yeah, hope, hopefully y'all, y'all took some some gems out of this episode. But yeah. appreciate y'all tuning in this week. No, we need that. We need that rant. All right, y'all. Well, we'll see you next week. Yes. I hope you enjoy the outro music. <laughs> Shout out to Clarence. <laughs>
Shout out to Clarence. Aww, he did not poor make Clarence. It. Clarence, Clayton, you know, is he there? No, he not here. Oh, okay, okay. I'm about to say, y'all should see this man trying to kill, kill this table fly. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Deuces. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Conscious Tokens Podcast. Please remember to take our poll, give us feedback, and subscribe. You can also support us by becoming a paid subscriber through Spotify. We'll see you next week.